Courageous Conversations, Cece and Karen, we're back. Woo-hoo. <laughs> like the mini of the smallest amount of excitement. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been a minute, but I know that there's just, you know, there's a lot of things going around and thoughts floating around that we can uh, talk about. And Karen, what do you have on your mind? <laughs> Man, so much, you know, so much. I missed you. Um, so that's, that's what I <laughs> Uh, now that we're doing the newsletter less, um, you know, the, the time to connect is, is podcast and it seems, it seems like less time to me. It may not be, um, but yeah, so there's a little bit of like, oh, I miss Cece. Yeah, we did spend <laughs> more time together now. Every couple weeks I'm like, hey, this is usually when I'll be chilling with Karen right now. Yeah. <laughs> Now, since we are chilling, let us, uh, let's see what's on my mind. I was thinking about, you know, how resistance shows up. And I know we've, when we're doing work like NBC, and we've spoke about this before, you know, it's something you and I uh, know we come up against in our own world and partnerships and me and coaching and you and your um, event planning and we see it and we can recognize, oh, dang, maybe that's someone's resistance, like resistance to changing their brain, how they're thinking, their habits, all this stuff. And it doesn't make it any less painful when it happens and it's directed at you. (laughs) Um, And yet it's a real thing, this, this resistance. So a couple of ways that it can come up for me is that, um, people lapse into blame or criticism of me or my process, what I'm walking them through, whether it's a class or the NBC book or some coaching sessions. Um, That's one way. And then also in their own relationships, when they're changing their language, it may look like a person shutting down or lapsing into what we might evaluate as victimhood. So there's just like a whole bunch to talk about there. And I'm going to pause and see if anything getting stimulated in you. Um, (laughs) It's funny when I think of the word stimulated, I think of like a negative, but I know that that's not the case. (laughs) You're just asking me like, (laughs) hey, what's coming up for you? Um, No, I was just thinking about some of the things that I go through when I'm facing resistance or when I notice I'm facing resistance, which has been sometimes I feel frustrated. And then other times I feel happy because I have the awareness that, okay, hello, do you, did you just notice what just happened here? Like that's a win for me. Um, but I know that one of those things sometimes is I will be in the back and forth of things. And that's mm-hmm. when I notice I'm like, I've stepped out. I've exited the chat. I know I've said this before. I've exited the chat. I've stopped fully listening and I'm in my own, I'm in my own shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, and I've told a, a couple of friends of mine that we kind of have a, a way that we communicate where I'm like, Hey, I, I actually, I think I just exited the chat. And then like, <laughs> like, you're exiting the chat. And I'm like, yeah, I got stuck. Like you said these words and I didn't connect with them the way that you did. And mm-hmm. so I actually just stopped mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. listening at that point. I went in my head and like 
thought about either, oh, they're wrong or they don't know what they're talking about. They don't get what I'm saying, which is funny, right? Because I actually didn't get what they're saying. And now I'm like, you don't get me, mofo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So that's what came up for me when you were talking right now. Some of the ways that it stands out to me. I like that. Or Maxine and Chad, because I might say, whoa, um, you know, I'm back on page one or I got to slow down because I lost you a few sentences back. Um, But of course, you're younger and you have this language (laughs) in my evaluation. So um, I'm going to totally still that and see if it works for someone of my age. Um. (laughs) I think it will. I think it's like a fun way to to be like, hey, I was really trying to stay connected with you. And I just did it in the chat. (laughs) I said this, you know, it's for that, for me, exiting the chat or, or um, getting lost on page one, you know, recognizing where we are in our tracking is really about self-awareness. And I love all the different tools that we come up with to remind ourselves to be really self-aware of where we are. Um, and it's challenging when we're watching other people basically exiting the chat and not able to express what's going on for them. Yeah, it is. Cause like you see it and you want to help. And then also maybe that person doesn't want to talk about in the moment, like they're processing their own stuff mm-hmm. and they need to come back to it later. And I know it's, <laughs> let's talk about me. Um, cause I can't talk for anyone, for anyone else, but <laughs> for me, <laughs> it's very difficult, especially when it's someone that like, I have strong like connections to, I want to like jump in and be like, Hey, why don't you try this? Whatever. Like an instant disconnector (laughs) in Mm -hmm. my efforts to show like, Hey, like I see what's going on here, you know, Mm -hmm. and I care about you. And I want to just take you out immediately and forgetting that that processing time is just as important, you know, like recognizing, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm resistant AF to this and uh, I'm angry or I'm confused or I'm overwhelmed or like, discouraged, whatever it is, all the things that can Mm -hmm. potentially come up. And um, that part is important too. And so when we recognize on the other end, being able to like, Mm -hmm. okay, I see you're going through something right now. (laughs) Do you want me to be a part of it? Or do you, do you want space for me to just Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. let you do your thing? (laughs) And, you know, nothing for me is more painful when someone comes to a group and they have this going on, maybe it was fresh in their mind, maybe, you know, something that said in the group um, triggers them. And a part of them really wants connection and wants to be present, but they don't know how to express that they're going through stuff. And it might just present as arms crossed, stay away from me kind of energy but they are also staying put and present in the the circle or the group. So as a facilitator, it makes it really challenging, but it also makes it really challenging as a participant to notice like, hey, something's going on for this person. What do they want? Do they want space? Do they want to stay with us and just listen? Do they want acknowledgement and for everyone to focus on them? Yeah, just like determining like, it's, it's hard to determine silence, you know, to figure out, okay, what do you, what do you need? Because mm-hmm. I'm trying to interpret your body language and your body language says, give me space. 
And yet I also see you still sitting here, which makes me think you still want to be in this. I just don't know how involved you want to be. Yeah. And then as like, say you are facilitating, there's 30 people in the room or even 10, you know, you're at a choice point. And if you say exactly what you just said, Hey, I'm noticing this. Are you wanting this? Are you wanting that? It may have the experience to the person of being called out in which they will, in my experience, backfire and be angry at you. This is so much to hold. (laughs) Well, it is because, you know, I just thought of that when you, when you just said that, I said, yeah, I can't imagine if I was already in a place where I was in my head. Right. And I'm like, oh my gosh, all this stuff is going on. I just trying to figure it out. And then someone asked me in front of a group of people, like I see this, this already being in that state, you know, I can then jump into maybe like feeling embarrassed or something and then get back to angry again. Like, yo, who the F does this person think they are calling me out in front of all these people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's uh, trying not to put like this, a judgment on it, but it's not as easy to navigate as we, <laughs> as we want it to be sometimes. And it's a, sometimes a guessing game of like, okay, I'm going to put, I don't even know. I just think of like some of the things I know that you, when I've been in group with you that you've done where you've like put everyone else in group and like just taken me aside separately, even in a Zoom been like, yo, you good? <laughs> yeah. my, that's my interpretation of it. And also like we have a little bit of a different <laughs> dynamic. Um, but I know that, yeah, for you, like seeing, you know, you are in a room digitally where you are trying to keep, hold space for multiple people at once. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I would say it's not an easy thing to do. And it is supportive to have people be able to say, even in the smallest way or hand gesture or something like, Hey, if I do, like, if you just see me putting my thumbs up like this against my eyebrow, like <laughs> that needs space or something that creates yeah, well, what you're, you're talking about bigger request. <laughs> I talked right over you. Go ahead. Cece. It's all good. Go, 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 go. <laughs> I was saying a lot of words because I was in it. <laughs> well, I mean, think what you're pointing to and I got excited about is that there's some self-responsibility. So even in our um, most stimulated place, there's some self-responsibility to me met by going, hey, I need space or hey, I'm finding it really hard to stick here right now because I'm super triggered, but I also want to be here. So you may be looking at me on the screen or in person and I have an angry look on my face. Just let, let me be in this circle right now. You know, something that says, um, something showing up for me. I know you guys can see it and I'm just going to acknowledge it. Yeah. Or even a request for like, hey, is there someone here that can give me empathy? Doesn't have to be you, Karen, but like, I need some, I need a little support right now. Yeah, we just have- being able to have, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> I think we're both getting super excited into this combo. <laughs> um, no, I just, I guess I was thinking about all of that too. And I wanted to share a story. So that's why I say, go ahead. So if you're, if you're complete. I will share my story. <laughs> I'm complete. Okay. So I remember like when you and I 
when I first met you and we were, you know, I was like in sessions and stuff and I would talk to you and there were times where, I mean, I was just getting to know you. Right. So we're still like <clears throat> building relationship, building trust, all that stuff. And I remember not knowing how to like tell you, Hey, I need to either stop this convo or uh, whatever in those words. Like, I didn't know how to be like, Hey, can we just not talk about this right now? Because I'm overwhelmed i'm freaking out inside and i remember coming to a session once and just being like hey um if i just say the word banana i think it was banana i was like can we just stop <laughs> because i didn't know how to take the words and i was like this is the only way i know how to interpret this right now and i remember at first like seeing your face being like huh and then <laughs> me explaining a little more but like i say that just so that people know like it doesn't always have to be like hey I need space and space looks like this. Like uh -huh. Uh -huh. it can also be like, I actually don't know what's happening inside my body right now. And when I say the word banana, I just need everything to stop. Can we just agree on that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, you don't have to give everything in the moment if you can't. Uh -huh. You're just uh -huh. unable to. It can uh -huh. just start with that. Yeah. And then grow. So I am I'm remembering that and I love it. And uh, it is a way to take responsibility without having to having, you know, unpacked it all and speak perfect language and blah, blah, blah. It's just acknowledge a little acknowledgement, you know, and then you can deal with whatever thoughts are going on ahead because part of this work, a good portion of it is to deal with the judgmental thoughts that are in our head. A lot of them habitual or placed there from years of hearing things, whether it's, you know, from teachers or on the internet or social media or something, uh, friends, group, just people talking, you know, using the same um, judgments. So sometimes, or, or in my experience, a lot of the time, which is my evaluation, um, that's what's happening. People's filters are, are, are throwing these thoughts at them and you don't know which direction to go as you are changing your habits, as, as you're changing how you're receiving these thoughts. Yeah, yeah. We've created all these like ways of being based on all these like different needs we're trying to meet as we're growing. And then all of a sudden it's like, it's not like hard stop, but you start to realize like, oh, like, I thought when I was doing this, I was meeting this need, but maybe actually I wasn't. And now, oh shit, like <laughs> I, I'm changing everything, you know? Like, I don't know, that's the only way right now it's coming into like words for me is mm -hmm. that oh shit moment. Like you opened a door and now that door, mm -hmm. can, it can be closed. You can close it, mm -hmm. but you will always know what's behind that door. Mm -hmm, and so it's, mm -hmm. you can't ignore it anymore. Like yeah. ignoring it is now actually <laughs> a, a choice that you're aware of. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm listening to you as I'm thinking about, uh, you know, the, the power of awareness and what that means when you say, you know, you now know what's behind the, the door. So good portion of our work that we do is just shining the light you know in my nvc and habits class i'm like we are just shining the light on these things that were self-identifying as habits and the more light we shine on it 
the more awareness we have and also more choices that we have. So there are conditions of choice, whether they're real physical conditions or conditions that we set up through our, our, our thoughts, they actually become greater with more awareness. So we go, oh, wow, I do have a choice around thinking this, I have a choice acting on it, I have a choice about um, saying this thought, whether it's to myself or to other people. It's just incredibly empowering that what you can find out that you actually have at your fingertips as far as choices go and awareness. Yeah, yep, I would agree with that. On my end also, for me personally, I know sometimes when I am in my head about it, I'm like, oh man, this is scary. Like I'm making a choice even when I think I'm not making a choice. So like when you uncover all of that, um, sometimes I don't know if, I think actually I have talked about this with other people. They'd be like, yeah, the moment I realized like I was doing this and I opened my eyes, like kind of felt like a little embarrassed or like there's an bring it back to social media world because that's where I live right now um <laughs> there's an audio that says like am am I the problem am I the villain am I the villain I'm not the villain <laughs> and it's more so people like putting themselves in scenarios where they realize like oh it was me like a little self-responsibility click in a little bit of a fun way um and yeah, I, I say all that just to say like, that's also where resistance can come up because that's where maybe shame comes in or like what I would consider those really strong ones that we uh, can destroy ourselves with. Guilt and shame. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, um, in Marshall's uh, book, Nonviolent Communication Language Alive, his chapter 13, at least in the edition three, is on liberating ourselves and, and counseling others. And I was just re-looking at this uh, today, actually, about this self-liberation. And he tells a story right away about um, a, a boy who eats his, his mom's food, even if it gives him heartburn and he continues to do it like throughout his life. And, and so he's got this, this heartburn feeling and it doesn't leave him until, you know, he uh, actually has awareness about it. So he's physically hurting himself because he doesn't want to hurt, you know, his, he doesn't want to, he's telling himself he can hurt his mom's feelings. So he eats it and, um, and then continues to, he's now become habit. And what Marshall says is in, in the same way, pain engendered by damaging cultural conditioning is such an integral part of our lives that we can no longer distinguish its presence so it becomes so unconsciously habitual and it's damaging cultural conditioning the this can be like so it's in, it becomes invisible to us until we have the awareness and we shine the light and we do the work um, to show oh wow this actually isn't helping me this is somehow hurting me yeah Ooh. Like, do that. Woo. And, and for, for Marshall and for myself, it takes a literacy of needs to pull us out of this, like to understand 
you know, this human condition, it takes some kind of feelings literacy and needs literacy so I can understand what, what is important to me. What, what am I longing for? How am I feeling? Not thinking, but, you know, so in the case in point with the food, if I was eating it and it gave me heartburn, I'd be like, oh, hold on a second. Um, body not feeling so good when I eat this. It may taste lovely in my mouth, but when it hits stomach or other places, it's not really benefiting me. So having that awareness, I might say, hey, you know, I'll take a little taste of it, but I know that I don't react very well to this. So I might choose another option. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Cause it's like a super, to me, a super relatable one. <laughs> Just with life in general, like, oh man, I love pizza. Love how it tastes in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the after effects of pizza I'm not vibing with it my stomach hurts my body feels like heavy I'm tired mm-hmm. and I was I mean I think more so now than ever before just using your example when I think of food I think about how will I feel afterwards in the moment mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. oh it's instant joy from pizza let's get it <laughs> the after effects last significantly longer (laughs) and impact my body in a way where I feel, you know, Mm -hmm. so much pain sometimes that it's like that, that bite of joy, it wasn't really worth it Mm -hmm. in the long. That's super (laughs) real. I did a a four week, you know, every few months I do this cleanse where I'm, it's just lemon and water. So I did that my uh, four day, excuse me, four day cleanse um, last week. And immediately the first taste of food that I have, I realized like, oh, wow, this food tastes so good. It could be celery or it could be, you know, just like a handful. And I'm like, wow, these are almonds are delicious. You know, it's like this, I'm adding stuff back in and going, this is really, really tasty. And then there's some point when I'm just kind of shoving food in my mouth, whether from efficiency or, you know, whatever it is, usually it's about efficiency in my work. Um, I get to a point where I don't taste that almond anymore, or, you know, this, this like celery, what I want something that's going to give me some kind of stimulus in my, in my mouth. Um, and I think it's the same thing with thoughts, you know, when we, it, well, I'll just speak of me. In my experience, when I really started doing the work with nonviolent consciousness and integrating it and working through all my different victimhood or pain or trauma, um, now when a thought comes in my head and it's just a should or a have to, I it jolts my system like, you know, wow, that's that's really violent. Where's that coming from, Karen? You know? <laughs> yeah. Whereas for other people, it might just be, well, what are you talking about? That's just a thought, you know? Uh, yeah. Does that make sense? To, to me, it did. I, I still um, correct myself out loud when I hear a should or a have to in my head. And I'll be like, yeah, I have to. And I'm like, I don't have to. I am doing this because I want this. And I know in the moment, like, especially if someone's near me, they're like, they look at me Um, and I don't really mind it because I'm, you know, kind of like what we're talking about this whole time is I'm working on 
not having that exist mm -hmm. um, for myself mm -hmm. and remembering that, hey, everything you're doing is a choice. And I write it to people in emails too, I've noticed where I'm like, hey, I chose to do this, like blah, blah, blah for this, this, this. And it's been mm -hmm. interesting because I never really wrote like that before. And I'm finding that people are oddly receptive to it. It actually has, <laughs> where they're like, oh, okay, I get it. And I'm like, oh, do they get it? And then I'm like, not for me to question. If they say they got it, they got it, you know? <laughs> um, so I know it's like long-winded way to say, I got you, Karen, I understand. <laughs> I, I like it the other day um, my sister was visiting up here and where a family likes to play cards or games and we're playing cards with my parents and um, kept hearing her uh, so so we're playing rummy I don't know how familiar you are with rummy but you put down these straights or you uh, you can do three of a kind or something and you're getting all these points and um, in a evaluative kind game of rummy you might shoot to put these straights out because they're they give more options for people so if you use all the sevens and you put all the sevens down then no one can run a straight like five six seven or seven eight nine you know they just can't oh, okay. so i i try to aim for running straights now i'm giving you guys away my hand but um <laughs> you know i'll throw down some some threes but if i'm dealt like three of something right away well hold on to it because i want to see if i can make a straight well my sister and my dad seemed to enjoy putting down the threes but every time that she was doing it she would go well i have to i gotta get i have to get some points i have to you're you're making me do this because you use that so i have to so i started saying oh you're choosing to you're choosing to and this was really getting under her skin. I was going to say, how did that go over? <laughs> well, since it was fun and games, <laughs> I was I was teasing, but it was, I could see it was really, really getting under her skin, you know, for me to continue to say, I you're choosing to. And then my mom kind of jumped on the bandwagon and said, yeah, you're choosing to. And, and that <laughs> when mom gets on board, that's it. It's next level now. <laughs> but it does, you know, even to that extent, it's like, yeah, you know, we are choosing to, and it's okay. Yes, I'm choosing to because I want to win this game. I'm choosing to because I want you to go in the hole so that my points can go higher. It's a game and that's what I'm choosing to do. Um, and we aren't really taught to speak like that. No, we aren't. I think I hear more so than ever, why are, why are you doing this to me? Those are the things like, why are you doing this to me? And I'm like, I am. And then I have to like stop myself because I know the first thing I want to say is like, I'm not doing fucking anything to you. <laughs> and then, I, you know, again, right? Me being me, I'm, oh, I would love it. I would absolutely fucking love it. I'm not doing a fucking thing to you. Whatever you're doing to yourself, maybe I fucking stimulated that shit, but it ain't me, bro. It's all you. <laughs> but that's also not, you know, gonna lead me anywhere closer to connect no that's them. more in it well you know what we're talking about is the obnoxious stage and yeah and and really um playing a little bit with that obnoxious stage however i find that that inward talk that what you were talking about I'm, I, you're still saying out loud 
you know, this is an evaluation or I don't have to, um, that part being in the obnoxious stage with yourself is actually really helpful and calling yourself out and going, you know, Karen, you don't have to do this <laughs> and you are choosing or, you know, um, you know, you may, you did something and it didn't quote land with somebody and, and that's okay. There's no right or wrong here. Like just doing, you're showing up and like everybody else doing the best you can. So an obnoxious stage can show up in, in so many different ways, but this, this out loud reminder or, um, reminder, you know, inner, in our thoughts, it can be really helpful bringing that awareness. Yeah, it has been for me. It also makes, for me, sometimes it's a little more playful. So when I catch myself in a, in a, you know, should have to scenario, or even sometimes just in a pure jackal moment, I'm like, oh, I was like, girl, look at you. <laughs> like, it makes it a little fun um, to realize like, oh, wow. I was just out here jumping right back in that pool, like super easy. Um, and I can swim out like, hey, the ladder's over there. You can climb right out. Up to you, girl. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. But again, kind of back to what you said, like, um, again, trending, trending audios on social media just for you, Karen. But it's Mariah Carey saying, I'm going to do the best I can with what I got. <laughs> and that's all we're trying to do out here, you know? Back in the 80s, they said I look like Mariah Carey. What? Uh-huh. I know you can't see it now. You gotta but... show me pictures of you <laughs> in the 80s. I'm I if someone said it, it has there has to be some type of similarity. Yeah, yeah. So after this, you'll you send me pictures of you in the 80s. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was Mariah Carey and then it was J Lo for for a while. I think that was mostly when I wore my hair kind of up and she had her hair up. Oh, and she just like slick her hair back like that. So what else we got for today? How are we, how are we feeling? Yeah, right I mean, we kind of went from, so we were talking about resistance and how it shows up and how it shows up in a crowd. And I was kind of bemoaning my, you know, oh, it's hard <laughs> being a facilitator out here um, in groups. And, and then we touched on a little bit of self-responsibility for, you know, owning our moods and how do we, how do we ask for that space or even if it's banana, even if it's banana, we, banana. we say something. Um, and then I think we, we moved into um, the power of thoughts and how to stop them, how to change that um, habitual speaking into awareness through obnoxious stage or just, just saying stuff to yourself. So um, I'm tracking all this because I'm, I'm wanting to, I'm trying to see if I'm complete with this. Um, I just really, really want to express that resistance is going to come up and it doesn't make the process bad or wrong. Like this isn't working because I've been doing it for a month now <laughs> and my relationship is shit. Like that doesn't mean that the process isn't working. In fact, I would say it's working 
Yeah, <laughs> I would say it's working too, because you start to, I, I just think of it as like resistance is like a cue, like, hey, something new here for you to see. What do you want to do? And it, like it, everything sometimes is not um, rainbows and puppies and instant connection. Sometimes it is uh, thunderstorms and <laughs> curling up in a ball and uh, just for lack of a better thing, it's like just trying, you know, like as long as you're in there and you're still putting in effort you're making progress whether you see it or not in the moment right showing up and having the willingness and and even if you know we hear it's like wow I didn't hear anything new in that conversation I sometimes go okay yeah I didn't hear any new words but I'm hearing from different ears or I'm I'm able to uh connect with something differently that go around and I find value in it. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you know, this may be a whole nother podcast, what I'm going to say right now. And (laughs) I want to say it. um, Say it girl. I've I've noticed in conversations that people have asked me, well, don't you like, why are you doing it? If a scenario is not changing or someone is not changing. And I always like remind people that, Hey, like what I'm doing is not to change people. It is to like, to figure out what's going on in myself. So if I'm not, if I'm in a scenario where someone keeps doing the same thing over and over, I still play a role in that by however I choose to react, respond, move my body, or just engage in general. And sometimes the win for me is, okay, see, like you're not connecting with this thing that this person is saying over and over, the thing that they're doing or whatever. Mm -hmm. Why? And having the conversation with myself is more a win than changing anything else someone else is doing. Because that person's going to be interacting with me and realize that, oh, this is different. We're not in a back and forth or, oh, did they just hear what I said? Something like that, mm-hmm. that will impact them just by me being me and not trying to change what anyone else is. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's like an important thing to say because uh, the whatever we choose to do in this life to better ourselves is not to change other people. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 It's not for you that I'm doing this necessarily. Like the intention doesn't start there. And does it affect other people? Yes. Um, It's inevitable because people are going to be around you and they're going to see like, oh, like she doesn't, she used to yell. She doesn't yell anymore. Or like all those things come up for me because I've seen it and I've always I would say I face resistance every day to something. (laughs) (laughs) There's always something where I'm like, oh, it's not just butter every day. (laughs) No, I'm out here searching for puppies and rainbows. And I'm like, can I just eat a whole baguette Mm -hmm. and cry? I think that's what I'm going to do today. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
but yeah well and i would say not just physically or people seeing you know are impacted and effective but there is the collective consciousness so the more that i think about um all the the stories of of you know victimhood or right wrong blame shame guilt obligation duty all those things the more i, I just think of them the more i'm emitting you know that information into what you know freud and then young called our collective consciousness um we can't necessarily see it but we see it we see it in the internet we see it in the words that people are um saying and everyone's receiving as yeah that's the way we talk um but we have we do have the power to change it through through the ripple effect and you're right this is a whole nother podcast <laughs> maybe we wrap it up <laughs> for today <laughs> stay tuned for the next one because we're going in <laughs> yeah and then i'll tell you how i actually invented the word muffin top and you'll you're your oh, mind will get blown. <laughs> you told me this story. Tell them, <laughs> you want to tell them now or you want to tell them at the next podcast? Next podcast, something next. to look forward to. <laughs> Karen will tell you that anyone that says muffin top right now is a biter. Just kidding. <laughs> and they copied it from her. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, I'm excited to hear to hear that again. <laughs> Before. What do you have? Do you have um, something coming up with? Uh, well, actually, what's coming up? We're, we're we're about halfway through NBC and Habits, and really, really loving that deep journey. I'm considering doing a NBC and Habits too for all of those who have taken NBC and Habits one, because it is uh, it's it's some rich material that needs time. So that's I'm throwing that around. It's not on the books right now. We're still on uh, NBC and Habits one. We do have a fundamentals class coming up through the network for NBC. That's networkfornvc.org. And it is with my colleague, Michael Dillo from Switzerland, and also with Matthew Lederman, who is certification candidate that just went through his final process. So um, both these guys, I have nothing but, you know, props for so if you can come sign up fundamentals guys listen if you did it 30 times a year you would still get something out of it i i think it's so important to just keep doing these over and over and over so that as we said a minute ago it's not like you're hearing new words but you are hearing differently um so that's what i have to say about that that's coming up in march march 3rd will be the first day March 3rd. So they mm -hmm. can go on network.nbc.org to your events page and click to register. Click to register. There are scholarships. So jump on that if you need it. Um, otherwise, spread the word. And we have, we do have uh, coaching. I have coaching packages and then Tuesday night practice group, practice group for with people all over the world. Yeah, and you can check out her website too. Um, if maybe if you're a reader, she does write blogs pretty frequently. So it's karenstars.com. Um, check out her blog. Thanks for listening. All right. Be well. Bye.